The following is paid programming. It is not necessarily the views of WSVU, its staff, or management. Hi, this is Lou Rothman, and Abe's asked me to tell you that for just $9.95, you can get 20 episodes of Kiss My Ash Radio with free shipping. And because I'm a discounter, if you order today, it'll just be $7.95. Welcome into Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Kiss My Ash is here to entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the gang, call 877-960-9960. Now here's your host. Honest Abe. Good morning. Yeah, not Honest Abe. Welcome into Kiss My Ass Radio. I'm Colin Holder filling in for the crew as they frantically prepare for the greatest smoke ever next week. Tickets still available. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com to get yours today. All right, well, sit back, light up that cigar, and indulge yourself in some of the best of Meet Your Maker on Kiss My Ash Radio. In the studio, filled to capacity. Oh, have, shit, we're going to need a big one. <laughs> we have Adam K., the lovely ADM, of course, our uh, stealth, uh, what's the word I was looking for? Um, Recluse. Recluse. John D13. Recluse. And in the studio for Meet Your Maker is none other than brand manager. Is that your title? Just somebody? I'm titleless. Titleless. Rick Ardito from 7 K.A. Kendall's 724 Cigars. (laughs) Before we're going to get to you, Rick, thank you for joining us, coming in. Thanks for having me. I know you're a semi-busy guy. But no, just kidding. I know you're a very busy guy. Very busy. But um, we're going to see if we can give away a ticket to the Great Smoke, which you're going to be at for the first time. Absolutely, first looking time? forward to it. February. I've heard a lot of great things about it. Yeah, let's see if we can somebody can win a ticket. We have Hire from Isla Morada. The key was Isla Morada. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> Hire from Isla Morada, Florida. Hire, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, sir. Uh, we are, we're giving away a ticket for you, sir, if you're willing to drive up and come to the event uh, in February. If you could tell us how many cigars were given away at the first Great Smoke. Abe, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to attend that function, but I believe you gave the answer a little while ago, and I'm going to say 30. Wow, you actually caught that. Everybody was telling me I had said it on the air, and I didn't think anybody would catch it, but nicely done. 30 was the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I actually said I can get about 30, so it yeah. could have been 31, just so you know. But well done. Stay on the phone, Mr. Hire. We will get you your ticket to the Great Smoke. Thanks for listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Yep. Bye-bye. I wish, I, like, you should have given him some credit. Closer, babe. Closer. You should have given him some credit and been like, I am so smart, you know. I remember. He's probably not used to that. <laughs> no. no, we, you know. No. Anyways, Rick, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. How's everything going? Just delightful. Delightful. I like oh, the vocabulary. And you're sporting a hell of a shirt there today. What, what, you Which know? one do you like? I don't know. The outer shirt, the Who's inner shirt. Who's there? Who's that? A, a man. Is that anybody in particular? This is the godfather some... of punk right here. You want to share with us, or are we going to guess? Oh, well, yeah. This is, Ig- this is Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop. This was the... <laughs> yeah. Is that Iggy Pop? Iggy this Pop? is Iggy Pop from yeah, 19- It's like, what, he's like 20 years old? This is 1974, cover of Cream Magazine. I wish everybody had heard what Lady M said about that. What did she say? She said Bon Jovi? 
No, you didn't. What? Yes, she did. You got to be kidding. Did you see Bon Jovi? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yes, she oh, did. My oh, God. my God. I'm the only one who probably heard that, and it yeah. will live in infamy. You're going down, it's baby. counseling available. In a blaze of glory. Rick. Yes. It's good to have you in our studio. It's great to be here. I've known you for many years. Absolutely. Why don't you give us a little history about yourself, Rick, and how you How far broke, back? How you eventually broke into the cigar business. Oh, gosh. That's a hell of a story. I mean, you, you're probably one of the most colorful guys I know in this industry. Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. Come on, shoot. Um, I got a call from a friend one night, 1996, who said, uh, hey, I'm importing humidors from Thailand. You want to help me sell them and market them? I said, I was always down for something, you know, so I said, sure. What's a humidor? <laughs> so he says, show up at my house. I'll show you. So he gives me the quick tutorial on what a humidor is. I had six samples, put them on a little cart, made up some order forms, and the next day I'm on the train into Manhattan and uh, was selling oh, suddenly in the humidor business. At the time, I, I was... Um, this is 90, 1996. 96, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was kind of my start. I learned what a humidor was, and then I, I would just bounce around. I had a couple of restaurants I was involved with at the time, so not a lot of time on my hands. But enough to where uh, during the day I would uh, just hit the road and just visit stores, and I, it became uh, kind of uh, – it was, it was actually a stress reliever. It was a real change of pace. You what know? did you do before that, Rick? I was in the Marine Corps for a lot of years. There you go. <laughs> Abe, Abe made me spit my gum out. Well, you know that. Yeah. Well, you can't. That. I can't smoke in here. <laughs> so uh, in six more weeks, our new studio will be in our new boiler room. Not only heard. can we smoke, but Liam can order drinks for us while we're on the air. No and way. Make them. And probably make, make them. Wow. Can we get that blender? Yes. See, you're gonna you're gonna thank me that we got that blender because morning morning drinking calls for, you know, blended cocktails. That works. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Oh, anybody who's watching the Ustream video would enjoy that moment. Go ahead. Very piggish. <laughs> right. I'm getting ideas. All right. That's what the show is all about. Right. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What did you do before? Um... Well, Marine, Marine Corps. Yes. Yeah, that was my first real job. So you, um, you were full time military. Yeah, eight years USMC um, and hoorah, uh, righto, hoorah. Um, I was I I, would, I did stand up comedy for a lot of years, which I actually started while I was in the Marine Corps down here. Oh come I, on! Absolutely, I really? was yeah. I was stationed. Uh, I was a cryptologist operating out of uh, I can't really say where, but let's just say unofficially, I was affiliated with Homestead Air Force Base. You know, what comedian he reminds me of. Who's the guy who was, got really famous just for being monotone? Woody Allen? No, no, no. That's a little joke. Don't say Stephen Wright. Bobcat. Yeah, Gold. yeah. <laughs> yeah you I'll do. try somehow to take that as a compliment. Why? He's, he's no, a he's funny good. Guy. He's very good. He's yeah, very good. Right? yeah. I can just see you doing that type of comedy. Yeah. You know, one tone. Yeah. You know. I was all over the place. I was. I don't think I did the same act twice. I would have love for you to have been with me last night. We went to an improv, like a full-on improv, uh -huh. and I, I, the crowd got involved, and we threw out all these categories. I got on stage, and I was doing sound effects. Wow. And I was... 
I wish you were there. We would have had so much fun. We could do it again next in six weeks when okay. there's smoking a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our own improv. Yeah. So, sorry, so now you're in the Marines, you're doing comedy, you're selling humidors. Where, where was the turn into the cigar side of the industry? The cigar side of it was um, the first uh, the first official account that I opened up was in the World Trade Center called QC Cigar Company, DBA, Jonathan Drew Incorporated. And um, that it, it was a hot July, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had my little cart with the models on there, and I'm going all through the trade center trades. I can't find the cigar shop <laughs> anywhere, but I keep passing this little tiny cart. And finally, I stopped at the cart, and I said, um, excuse me, I'm very late for an appointment here. Um, QC Cigar Company, Jonathan Drew Incorporated. And it was Jonathan at the cart. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's me. And I go... Oh, he goes, why, you don't like the car? I go, dude, I'm in this thing 10 minutes. I, I just figured you would be a shock. So that was my first, uh, my, my first order in the humidors. And uh, he and I kind of just uh, built a relationship. And um, this was long before even La Vieja Habana. This was during the, uh, if anyone remembers, the Samero days. No. La Vieja Habana was like the, the Drew State's first brand that Samara was. Samara, I don't even. Uh, yeah, Samara was. How about that? It was, you know, from that ilk Could have been of, local. Yeah, more I local, mean, yeah. it was a very unique blend. It was a uh, a Connecticut wrapped Dominican filled cigar from the Dominican in 1996. Interesting. Highly unique. <laughs> Being <laughs> highly sarcastic. <laughs> and well, I mean, it actually, what it was a lot of complexity to it because when you open the boxes, they were Avo style boxes. Every one would be different. You know, their quality control was just forget yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, well, welcome to the cigar business. Right, so. So, so you and John, you sell them humidors. Mm-hmm. How do you end up, because you end up working there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How, how, how did that come about? Uh, that was just kind of over time. Um, you know, he says, geez, you know, while you're out there with those humidors, how often do you do that? And I said, well, as much as I can. I said, I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very busy with restaurants and this is and that to my kids. Um, he says, well, I got these plans, you know. My my uh, one of my um, titles for John early on was try this everything. Hey, try this. Here, try this. Um, so you know, hey, if if you're stopping in stores, just pass this cigar around, and it just sort of evolved little by little by little. And that was your first entry into the cigar business. Yes. You're listening to Best of Meet Your Maker on Kiss My Ash Radio. Get your tickets for next week's Great Smoke. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com. Smack it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. How many companies today offer an honest lifetime warranty on all their products? I only know of one, and that is Zycar. Since 1997, Zycar has lived by their unconditional promise of lifetime warranty and 100% replacement. At Smoke-In, we love selling Zycar accessories and cigars. Who wouldn't? If your Zycar accessory fails to live up to the promise of form, feel, and function, simply return it, and they will immediately and cheerfully repair or replace it for you. Now, that's what I call 100% total satisfaction. Hey, if you're looking for a new lighter, cutter, or travel case, Smoke In is an authorized Zycar dealer. Don't be left swimming with the sharks. Zycar for life. In today's market, value is king. And there is no greater value in premium cigars 
than Casa Magna, a Nicaraguan Porto blended by master blenders Manuel Quesada and Nestor Placencia. The Casa Magna Colorado Robusto is the only cigar to not only retail for under $10, but to also win Cigar of the Year in Cigar Aficionado magazine. Try one of these delicious medium to full-bodied cigars today and satisfy your taste buds without emptying your wallet. They're not just great, they're Casa Magna great. Want to add some big-time pleasure to your life, the guilt-free kind? Then light up a Vega Fina cigar. Vega Fina is a great cigar and a great value to boot. Highlighted by a select Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, it delivers a smooth, mild-to-medium-bodied, top-quality smoke. With Vega Fina, you get a lot of enjoyment for less. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoyt in Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoyt in Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. It's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. This is Pete Hernandez with the Hernandez Brothers. Real women smoke cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Age. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio, some of the best of Meet Your Maker. Colin filling in for Honest Abe and the crew as they prepare for next week's Great Smoke. Get your tickets now. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here with our special guest, Ariel Dickowich from Las Vegas and Merlion Merlion Cigars. I keep wanting to say Merlion. i got to get out of that habit. You can do that. Um, is, there a, is, is there a company name? Or is it La just, Serena is the company. La Serena is the company. And now I can just say from La Serena Cigars. Perfect. And, of course, in the studio, John D13 and the lovely Lady M. Big congratulations goes out to Iggy Valcuesta. West Palm Beach heard the social media word turkey. Turkey. Big winner won a box of La Serena A's. And, they have, and those are the ones that have been aging for uh, those are the boxes you set aside, the ones you're giving away today. Yes, no. Yes, all good. So he'll be we loving We can't hear you through that glass. I, I, I just look for a nod, you know, but they don't know. They all start talking. <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go back to uh, Ariel and her brand and her cigars. Um, so, so far, you, you've been working, and, and 
dealing with Miami Cigars and their company? Is your relationship with Miami Cigars is that solid? Is that tied? Or do you have any plans on working with other companies to develop different lines or is, any ideas on that? Um, Miami Cigars were the first ones that brought me into the industry, so there's a huge loyalty there. They were the ones you know, that decided that I would be right for a project to work with them. I don't see myself going anywhere else. Um, they're, they're partners in this, and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. Very, very <laughs> cool. And um, Yeah, where are you? You're originally from New York, you mm-hmm. said. Yeah, born and raised. Now, um, unfortunately, we had the Sandy tragedy. How were you affected by that? Um, my, I live in Manhattan now, so I lost power for a few days, but thank goodness I was in the middle of the island. Um, my parents on Long Island, all of our trees are down, oh, and wow. they lost power for 12 days. But, oh, you know, as, as terrible as it sounds, it's nothing compared to the people that lost their homes right. and that lost their cars and their memories. And So, you know, it's, it's hard not having power, especially when you're on the ninth floor of a building. Wow. <laughs> but we had it easy, and so to complain almost feel selfish. You guys just were inconvenienced. Exactly. That's what we go through mostly, you know, it's just the power and stuff. And exactly. I mean, and, and, you know, it's it's so sad. Sitting in the middle of, you know, it felt like we weren't even having a storm. I did, there was no rain, there was no wind, but it was the tides that were so high. That's not something we're used to. Right. So all around us, people were really being affected. And so, I mean, if you if there's anything you can do to help, send, you know, send some supplies, Absolutely. warm clothes, do it. Send it to New York. Yeah. Wow. Food. Well, God help all those people. Anybody, uh, who can reach out, send a hand. Those people need it. It's amazing. We've, we've seen it down here. We've been kind of lucky the last few seasons. We really, the last bad one we had here was Francis. And, um, I don't even think I was here for that. 2006? Francis, 2005? Yeah. yeah, I didn't move here until Yeah, Francis was that. the last bad one. But it, Francis came like two weeks back off of uh, another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the year before we had uh, one, and then, and then Wilma came across and, and kind of hit us from behind. I mean, so, yeah. but so it's been about seven years yeah. since we've really been put through through anything, and especially up in the Northeast like that. These guys aren't, you know, yeah, you get your Nor'easters and you get stuff like that, but you're not expecting that. that. Absolutely right. not. And but, you know, it's, it's, this is now the second or third time recently that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean the way it's going to be, the way it's looking like now, is it's that cycle, and these guys are going to keep getting hit, and we may keep skirting for a while, and then before you know it, we'll, it will flop back around. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not, not something that you guys are mentally prepared for. Exactly. It's a, they say it's a once in a lifetime storm. We've had two in the past two years. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So, yeah. Mm. Well, we wish everybody up there all the best. Now, I did a little background, and I'm not sure I'm right, but. Did you actually have a music theater background? I acting? Did. did a little acting? I did. Tell us about your acting. I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, well, I still consider myself somewhat of an actress. <coughs> when I'm home in New York, I just go on auditions, and I like I like that. That's what I love to right. do. I mean, anything we would recognize you from? I was in Saturday Night Live. No, I did. I sang the Hanukkah song with Adam Sandler. Really? Did you? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. When was this? This was oh my goodness, 2004, oh. I believe. If you, this is embarrassing, but if you YouTube it, you'll see me. Oh, we're going to YouTube it. I'm right behind him. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, little things here and there. I do it because I love it. I don't think I'm ever going to be the next, you know, Jennifer Aniston. But but you're still actively involved. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, when I'm not traveling for cigars, I like to, you know, get together with my girlfriends, do some some shows. So when you get, like, on the big screen, you're going to have, like, a La Serena cigar, like, somehow working in a script. Absolutely. It's going to be a whole script about a woman cigar smoker. Self-plug, why not? (laughs) I sing, so if you need it, but that's Oh, no, 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 no. You mean, like, the backup, backup. No. No. Right in the front with, oh, really? The front. She does not. Oh, no, I heard that sing. Emily is no Millie Vanilli. <laughs> no, no. She is. 
I, Will you stop bashing on me? I can sing. Listen, no. <laughs> I, I. Oh my God, that's it. <laughs> oh, is this your the Hanukkah song? That's it. That's the Hanukkah. Oh, you song. found it. Can you see her in the video? Doesn't it get really? Aren't there a lot of Christmas? Oh, that's great. My two sisters were there with me, so it was really fun. That's cool. But Emily, I, you know, I'm I'm completely tone deaf. I mean, as tone deaf I don't as they want come. If you're not going to give me a positive Babe, you are tone deaf as they come. There's no positive reinforcement. <laughs> I'm trying to help you by telling you not to sing in public. I know, my boyfriend told me the other night to stop. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes that's the most fun. Like, I'm the worst dancer in the world, and it does, you cannot you stop me. You can't stop. I am there from the minute the dance floor opens, and I close that dance floor up. It's, that's probably entertaining. This is, kind of, <laughs> this is kind of like painful suffering. You, know? you can't make it entertaining? Give, her, seen, give her a really fun I've seen, song. I've seen dogs in the shop roll over and put their paws on their ears and start howling. No, it's all right. All right. We'll get you to do ball game. There was a request for ball I'm game. Not, no, I don't know if we'll ever do that again. No ball gag karaoke? You actually sound good to ball gag karaoke. Mm. So anyways, your name, Ariel, uh, I, I, I translates Mermaid. The name of your cigar in English means mermaid. No. The La Serena means oh, mermaid. Oh, Ariel from... Yeah. The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. I can't understand my own writing sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah, everyone Everyone just called me the mermaid growing it, it, up. Is that how you came about with the name? That was my question. Somewhere in that uh, cloud of words. <laughs> I understood it. Maybe we're on the same page. Wow. Um, yeah, everyone, you know, when I was younger called me the mermaid. And um, when we were coming up with a name, I wanted something that was related to me, but without actually being my name. I don't think that I'm anywhere near, you know, the expertise of some of these guys that have their name on their brands. I didn't want that. But I wanted something that was relatable to me and that had to do with me. And that's how we came up with uh, La Sirena, which means the mermaid. Yeah, very like cool. That. That's very beautiful, too. Right? That's the thing. I feel like it rolls off the tongue. It's sexy. It's mm-hmm. elegant. And I don't know. I loved it when I heard it. No, it actually is. And in the packaging, the boxes. As a retailer, their boxes I hate. I know they're hard to stack. <laughs> Dad's Your giving dad's a thumbs up. As, I mean, listen, they're they're nice, gorgeous boxes. As a retailer, we hate them because we can't stack them. I know. Them my apologies. Put them away neatly because they're domed and they got legs. But and, no one ever wants to throw them out. No, they're gorgeous boxes, without a doubt. So look, you got a little project coming up for the holidays. You're giving away three hundred, and you said you have something you're working on, but it's in the early stages. Can't tell anybody about it. So, it's just so early that there's really nothing to even say. Nothing to even say. Yeah. Do you, do you do you feel pressured to? Because you know, there's two philosophies in this industry, which you know, both have its advantages and advantages. You got a guy like Rocky who wants to release 18 brands every year, and then you have people like the Padrones or some of the smaller petite companies that just will make their brand and run with it for a few years and let it develop. Do you feel pressure to create something new? Um, I mean, are you feeling that from this industry? Not pressure so much, but excitement. Like, I'm eager to make a new blend. Right. I love my first two. And tra- and let's be honest, I'm on the road traveling, and when I'm doing events, I'm smoking my own cigars. So wouldn't I rather have four to choose from than yeah, two? absolutely. That being said, we actually we want to grow a long-term brand. This is something that I want for the rest of my life. And you, in my opinion, you can't do that by pushing out something new every week. So what we're trying to do is really slowly build it. La Serena was on the shelves for a year and a half before we came out with the Merlion, and that was on purpose. We could have came out with our the second cigar way earlier. Um, so, yes, I want, I want to come out with new blends, and, and I'm excited to do it. And maybe there's a little bit of pressure because realistically, everyone comes in the shop and says, what's new, right? I mean, that's... That's the problem, you know, and, and, and what I, as a retailer, see and sometimes, you know, struggle with is that, look, to really build a brand, and especially one that if you want to have any kind of longevity, 
it takes time. Absolutely. You can't just build it in six months. So when when people make a brand and within a year they're making their second brand or third brand, you know, I understand the need because they're trying to fulfill those people who are coming in saying what's new, but you can't really build a brand. And my, my belief in that all the time, I mean, you're more of a consumer yeah, than any of us. Get the get it right the first time. Like I said, build on it. You know, don't, okay, I put this out and then, you know, six months later I'm coming out with another one. Well, let's, let's see how the first one goes. Just make sure you've got the blend right. Let's make sure people actually like the cigar instead of coming out with another one and then another one. Give it something to build on. And work on getting it in more and more people's hands. Exactly. That's you know? that's the thing that gets me as a consumer more than anything is the, like you're talking about the SAG before. Okay, it's one box of, it's a box of 50. Well, you know, now you got to, yeah, you've got. One to, box of 50 per month. Yeah, right. I mean, I. I Why? I, I mean. I have no idea. I mean, the, I mean, I understand, you know, Christmas time and holidays, I understand the, the limited edition stuff. But when you come out, you know, in February with, you know, 50 boxes and I'm going to have one box per retailer. You know, there was a time when, yeah, I used to chase after those. Now I'm an old fart. I don't chase anymore. <laughs> no more chasing. No more chasing. We still talking about cigars? Yes. Okay, just, just check it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely on just both checking. counts, yeah. It is a philosophy. How do you feel as um, as a female and, and a young female to boot in this industry? Um, you've been to, what, three trade shows now as a brand? As a brand? Mm-hmm. Three. How, how do you feel you've been embraced uh, by people in the cigar industry is has it all been positive has there been some you know any not kind really of negative friction? but there's been skepticism which you know I, I i can understand but i don't want it i don't i can understand it for a minute and then get past it i'm a woman i'm a young woman but i love cigars i found a passion in something that may not be it may be a little bit unusual mm-hmm. but i feel like anyone that gets to know me and meets me can see that i love this and it's not a gimmick it's not you know i hear things like first when I when I announced that I was coming out with a cigar, oh, is it going to be flavored? <laughs> I think there's a huge place for flavored cigars in the market, but why does it have to be a woman that right. does it? I personally smoke medium to full-bodied yeah. cigars, um, which is why we came out with you know a medium plus cigar for the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, not negative response, but something that I want to overcome and show that women can be in this industry and and love it just as much as a man. Right. Well, I think there's a lot of misconception with, you know, you, you see a woman's name on a cigar, exactly how much did she actually contribute to the blend, what it's about, you know, how it smokes. And, and, and with you, you can see that, you know, you were intimately involved with that every step of the way. It's your cigar. You've got your fingerprints all over it. Whereas sometimes if you're out there in the industry, we were, you know, the consumers were looking and going, yeah, so-and-so made that cigar. I wonder if she even smokes a cigar. Yeah. I mean, it ha- it's happened before. That's yeah. why, too. Yeah, though. exactly. Right. Well, people see me at events, and they're like, oh, you smoke? And I'm like, yeah, how could I have made a cigar if I don't smoke, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't pretend to be anything I'm not. I'm not a master blender. So the friction that you know? you've experienced has been on the consumer level side more than the inside the industry. Oh, in the industry, everyone's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, because the truth is, when I was in New York, and Miami was the first company that hired me, but I ended up, my name got passed around, and I would do events with... Everyone. I did events with Rocky, and I did events with Camacho, and I did events with Davidoff, and you know I build my relationships with these guys. So when I kind of got into it on myself, they all took me under their wings, and they, they've you know, helped really. I mean, mm-hmm. they've given me names, and they've put you know they've given me their, their support, and it's right. really been amazing in the industry. It's like you know it's a family, right. which is so which is one of my favorite parts because essentially we're kind of all competitors. But really, at the end of the day, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. It really is. It, people don't realize how... I mean, look, there's obviously frictions between certain people. But for the most part, a lot of these guys help each other out, advise each other, and work together more than, I think, consumers 
could even imagine yeah, that they, they would. So, well, Errol, listen, I really appreciate you uh, coming by the studio today. And anybody out there listening, head over to our West, P- West Palm Beach store, Ariel and uh, Barry and her father will be down there. We'll be doing some La Serena tastings and special promotions and giveaways. And that's in our West Palm Beach location at 801 Village Boulevard in the Village Commons Shopping Center. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Yes, thank you guys so and much for having me. This absolutely. was wonderful. Best thank of you. luck in all, all your future endeavors. Thank you. You're listening to Best of Meet Your Maker on Kiss My Ash Radio. Get your tickets for next week's Great Smoke. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com. Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. When it comes to tasting the Jack Daniels family of whiskey, I always suggest that people start with Gentleman Jack. It is the only whiskey in the world to be charcoal mellowed twice, giving it its ultimate smoothness. Such a delicious, full-body whiskey with a kick of fruit and spice with a silky, warm, pleasant finish. When you drink Gentleman Jack, you always enjoy a rich, rewarding taste. It is the only whiskey you will want to drink. The official VIP sponsor of The Great Smoke. Please drink responsibly. CAO cigars are innovative. CAO cigars are cutting edge. CAO cigars are just simply cooler than the competition. From the original classics, CAO Gold and Maduro, to the unique Brasilia and Italia, to the critically acclaimed La Traviata, and the highly anticipated new CAO Osa Soul collection, there's a CAO cigar for everyone. See for yourself why CAO Cigar has 12 lines, scoring 90 points or higher in Cigar Aficionado. Whether it's a special occasion or just another day, there's a CAO Cigar that's waiting to be a part of the moment. Time for a cigar? Go for a CAO. Surgeon General's warning cigars, not a safe alternative cigarettes. In the last 10 years, one cigar company has eclipsed all others in growth. My Father's Cigars. And one cigar family has become a new industry legend. The Garcia family, La Reloba, and My Father's Cigars have been given 94 ratings by Cigar Aficionado. And My Father was rated the number three cigar of Cigar Aficionado's top 25 for 2010. Innovation, construction, consistency, and superior flavor are behind such accolades. Try one of the Garcia family's great cigars for yourself today. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the La Aurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the La Aurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 90 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
Cusano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Cusano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Cusano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. This is Dan Tian from El Tiante Cigars, and I made Lady M cry. <laughs> You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Dave. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio, some of the best of Meet Your Maker. Colin filling in for Honest Abe and the crew as they prepare for next week's Great Smoke. Get your tickets now. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com. This week in the studio, one of my personal good friends and uh, cigar industry icon, Johnson of the Dollars, Pete. Third time on the show, I think? Third time. Third time, first time in the studio? First time in the studio. Welcome. Thanks a lot. I know Thank you. you have a very busy schedule, and uh, you know we tied you in with the Apocalypse event. But uh, obviously a lot going on. And, uh, start off, I want to talk about the wine. You know, on the SNS Club, you got a whole section, and you're making your own wine now. Uh, tell us a little bit about the wine. What's going on? Uh, it's it's small batch, real small batch. What's, what's considered a small batch on wine? Like a few barrels. That's it. Now, how, right. many, how many bottles will a few barrel make? Uh, it's about 600 bottles per two barrels, so. Oh, I think yeah, you kind of a lot really, of wine. <laughs> well, no, but it's a it's a lot of wine for you to drink. But right, it's small batch if you're trying to sell it. But I'm not trying to sell it. I'm going to use it for events, really, to events and pour it. And if if I you know have a following for it, I might do more barrels. But what type of wine did you are you selecting or making? It's a uh, Merlot and Cab Franc. It's made in France in Bordeaux in, in a small town called Saint Emilion. But uh, it's a boutique cult wine. It's from a small Small chateau that's actually putting it together, but uh, vineyards throughout uh, the Bordeaux region. And, and and this is the first time you're doing something like this. Yeah, I'm yeah. Assuming. Very neat stuff. Because we were talking about last night. You were talking actually to uh, Michael from yeah. our Wellington store, and by uh, going over there. Now, um, they have a minimum of what they'll make for somebody over there. They'll or? make you a minimum of a barrel. You a have one to barrel. commit to a, one barrel. It's a cool cooperative. Um, an old family. Uh, uh, the Cos family owns Lynch Bosch, which is a big chateau in Poyak. They actually bought the cooperative, so it's got a big name behind it. But, like, I think uh, someone from the Miami Heat was there doing wine with them recently. Oh, really? Uh, Tony Parker was doing wine with them, and uh, Rudolph Giuliani was just there recently doing t- a tasting with them. So people go over there, and it's it's like a big deal now. It's a way for wine enthusiasts to actually get involved, and, get involved yeah, yeah. but be part of as much part of it as they want to be. And uh, I don't have every day to spend over in France to barrel and rack the wine, so they take care of it. I just go there to taste it. And how long was that process before you actually have a bottle, roughly, to, to drink? Uh, it's about a year, year and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a little longer, depending on the vintage. If it has to sit in barrel longer, it could be up to two years. They give you an ETA when your wine might be ready? Uh, mine might be bottled in January now. It keeps on getting pushed back. January next year? Yeah. Okay. So with any luck... I might be able to have them ship me a case over rapidly so I can have something to bring to the Great Smoke. Oh, you mean January this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming up. I mean, yeah, that's my month. first vintage, which is 2010. Okay, so... So think about it. Yeah, 2010 vintage, 
Yeah, I won't you're right. see until 12. 2013. Right, 2013, you're right. Um, so, yeah. Neat, very neat process. It's, been, it's a vanity project. Well, hey, this sometimes one of the best ones. Yeah. You know, you've been over there with him? Uh, no. You haven't been over there? No, I haven't. No. Now, you're really interesting, and we have Steve Hernandez in the studio. And, you know, a lot of companies have independent reps and uh, mm-hmm. people they work with, but um, your relationship with the Hernandez brothers seems to be beyond that of just employer and uh, rep. You guys are... Nah, I'm, yeah, we're different. I, I, I used to work with him and his brother, his other brother, Paul. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they're family. They're, I've, I've kept with independence since I started, and they're, they're kind of like brothers, so, you know. And how did you end up hooking up with his brother, Paul, originally? Uh, Paul came to me from uh, a friend of mine, Terry Coleman, who's my sales rep in California, uh, who's also an independent out there. And Paul liked the Kabai Wan blend. He thought that was the best the best thing I was making. That was like it was a strong market for him down here with that blend. So it's funny, Paul used to take it into a store and leave the cob I want on the counter. And if the guy the retailer would pick it up and he couldn't pronounce it, Paul would take it back and put it in his pocket <laughs> and walk out. That rest his soul. Wow. But uh, interesting ride. Now, um Saints and Sinners. Yeah. Uh, your board uh, extremely popular. In fact we have a another guest who's a Saints and Sinner member will be coming in the studio so oh, yeah. the show. Talk about uh, his product and special stuff came down for the Apocalypse event. How is that developing? I know you had uh, open and closed, and you guys were discussing whether you're going to take on more members. And yeah, we closed where's it Where's your down. membership at now? Um, a little over 400. 400 members. Yeah, it's a fun club, man. It's a fun forum. Um, the first year was a little over 300, now a little over 400. So we're it's growing every year, but um, we'll see how next year pans out. You, it's not it's not open membership. Basically, you have these little windows where people could. Yeah, the first year was open, and it was hard for us to handle because there was a lot of day-to-day shipping that we'd have to do, which didn't didn't quite work out so easy. Uh, so now that we kind of control it within a certain time span, it's it's a lot easier for us to concentrate on posting and stuff information on the board also. So when you get people who come in and say, hey, how can I join you, just tell them, just, just, I mean, is there a waiting list? Is there a contact? Yeah, actually, I think uh, Sean Casper, we call him Casper. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think he actually put up a, a little mark on the page that says, if you want to get information about joining, please, you know, sign up here but uh sometimes we're slow to the gun on that even though that's what him and his you know business partner Allie, who was part of the membership uh membership on that too that's what they do is they build websites for people so i don't know sometimes they're a little slow because they're busy doing other stuff for for drop <laughs> other stuff for people <laughs> i think i said shh 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 for those of you out there who wondered where the last 10 seconds went shh <laughs> But um, how, how did you and Sean meet? Because Sean's an extremely interesting guy. You, you know? know, our accountant uh, happens to be the same guy. I mean, is that really how you guys met? Yeah, our accountant is a uh, kind of like a forensic accountant. He used to do Bon Jovi's money oh, yeah. for, like, the Wanted Dead or Alive tour. And he's been in the music industry for years. And Sean uh, used to work with his, a company called Go Merch, which uh, is kind of disbanded. That uh, you know when you go to Saints and Sinners, yeah, not in, anymore though. We would change that. Oh, you, unless you just changed it like a week ago. I think they changed. it. Okay, it still but, says uh, Go Merch yeah. on the tab. tab. Um, go Merch was a was a, a swag company for bands, like 150 rock bands. They would have the merchandising for all those bands, and built all the websites for them and everything. Uh, since he left, then so we're constant. He's working with me constantly on on new stuff for Saints and Sinners, but also with the new company Atelier. So. Slotty, tell us about how that's been going now. Real good, man. You know, it, uh, it was an experiment. I, I wanted to uh, try to have a focus group outside of Tatawahe, something that I wouldn't have to do all the work and bring in two of my friends and then my brother. Um, 
Casey, not yeah, Sean. You know. <laughs> Sean's got the same last name, right. but no relation. And uh, it's working out great. Uh, sales are really good, and then we got some huge ratings uh, just on Tuesday from yeah. Cigar Aficionado. So. Yeah. What were those ratings? Go ahead and say uh, Well, the 56 ring gauge got uh, 94 points, and the other two, the 54 and the 52, got 92 points. That's solid, so, solid ratings. Yeah, real good. That's probably why you're backstocked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're out of we're out of one size. I saw on the shelf yesterday. Yeah, you know, being a small company, you're always you know wondering. You always want to make as much as you can for the factory that makes them for you because the Garcias take care of us. But we we want to make sure we're always one of their best customers. But at the same time, you never know how something's going to work out. So right. you, you kind of slow play, and you're like, okay, I think this is enough, but this will be enough to carry us over. Well, we not, thought we'd have inventory going into the end of the year, but we're, we don't have any. So that, That's always a good problem to have, though. The yeah, it's problem. a knock on wood. It's, it's been a great problem. You're listening to Best of Meet Your Maker on Kiss My Ash Radio. Get your tickets for next week's Great Smoke. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com. I'm working it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. If you're tired of low CD interest rates from the bank or bonds offering 2 to 3%, find out if a fixed return of 5 to 6% better fits into your portfolio. Call Current and Abrams Financial Services now at 561-232-3730 and see how these secure investments will work for you. That's 561-232-3730, 561-232-3730 or Current and Abrams Financial Services. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports best of the best honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. Say, did I ever tell you that you have a great ash? I'll take that as a compliment. Mmm, it's so nice and firm. Yep, I enjoy showing off my ash. 
How can I get a terrific ash like yours? Well, it takes just a little practice and an H. Upman 1844 Reserve. A long white ash has been the hallmark of H. Upman cigars since 1844. And a long white ash is what separates the new H. Upman 1844 Reserve from the pack. Take the H. Upman Ash Challenge. Pick up a couple of H. Upman 1844 Reserves and check out its great ash for yourself. So now that we're both smoking H. Upman 1844 Reserves, we can compare ashes. My ash is bigger. Yeah, but my ash is prettier. Now who's showing off? H. Upman 1844 Reserve. It's one extraordinary cigar. The proof is in the ash. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. I'm Grace Sotolongo, and I am Adam K.'s only fan. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. Some of the best of Meet Your Maker. Colin filling in for Honest Abe and the crew as they prepare for next week's Great Smoke. Get your tickets now. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com. Well, in the studio with us, a good friend, legend of cigar industry and his own brand, Kurt Kendall. Kurt, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Uh, thanks for having me. Dude, Appreciate very it. cool to have you here, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, right now, I think I'm dying slowly. Um, let's start off. Tell our listeners about your shops, how you got in the cigar business, because you got very successful shops, and uh, let, you know, let us let us hear about them. Well, back in the uh, mid '90s, my twin brother uh, Kevin had a uh, gourmet grocery. Is he a really? I mean, like, you guys like look alike twins? Yeah, we're. I can't remember identical, identical twins. twins. Okay, thank you. Yeah, identical twins. Uh, he he has a small gourmet shop in Connecticut. Uh, we started smoking cigars together. He uh, actually put a, an old Petriaca case in his uh, deli and started selling cigars out of there. And uh, the excitement of that and watching him uh, do that and starting to gain that passion for cigars, he said, hey, let's open up a cigar shop together, and uh, we'll call it Twins. So uh, to make this long ne- story short. I personally never knew that. Yeah. That's wild. That was it, right around 95, and... Uh, we went to the town hall to get the uh, permit to get the business going. We found out that uh, somebody had a head start on us down the street by about a month. So we kind of scratched the plan. I went back to New Hampshire where I was living and uh, opened up my own shop, did it solo, and uh, just started building it from there. And, he, and your brother's still in the gourmet food business? Yeah, he's still You're in the business. Me. Yeah. Wow. He's been there 22 years, and I'm on my 16th now. Did, did he ever uh, come like with you to trade show or anything? No, he's never been to the oh, trade dude, show. I got some good jokes that could be done there. I, know. I would have a blast if I had a twin brother. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. It'd be good. But uh, we built a business, uh, Twin Smoke Shop, over the last almost 16 years. We have three locations. We try and use a unique recipe to uh, of good service and you know good inventory to keep people coming back. And, and you've got really colorful shops. I mean, it's, it's got cigar memorabilia all over. If anybody wants to get a good look, you can go to um, crownheads.com, and there's a retailer spotlight. And uh, I watched your video oh, uh, yeah. the other day. We drove up in your car and went around the shop. You see the very, burnout? Yeah. Saw the smoke there at the end. That uh, You obviously a collector of uh, classic cars. Yeah, I love cars. That's yeah. my passion. And other what, than what was the car that was in the video? That one was a 39 Ford Coupe. 
Wow. Yeah, I built that a few years back and drive it just about every day. Other than in this weather, you know, we're in New Hampshire. We're starting to get winter now. It's it's uh, getting cold. You guys got it nice down here. Uh, we do. We get spoiled. I'm from Chicago originally, so I do not miss the cold or the snow. So now you, you, you got these successful shops. You're doing great in retail. How do you come across the idea to make your own brand? And then how did you come across the 724 brand? Well, it, it should start with the brand name itself, 724. Uh, it's an old, original Manchester, New Hampshire brand. It started in 1874 with this gentleman named Roger Sullivan. And uh, his first showroom slash uh, retail store was at 724 Elm Street, Manchester, New Hampshire. So uh, this gentleman built the uh, his cigar brand and uh, had a few different brands, Little Little Gold Dust and Dexter. And uh, by the right around the turn of the century, he opened this seven-story factory. Uh, he had over 350 rollers. Uh, at one point in time, they became the largest manufacturer in the world. They made as many as 80 million cigars wow. in this little factory. So... Be, I, I like nostalgia and cigar memorabilia. I started collecting all the old memorabilia and started running across a lot of it from that factory, and uh, just said I got to bring this brand back, you know. So, being a retailer and learning uh, what I thought was the recipe for possibly coming out with a successful brand and the history of this old brand, I thought it might be a good combination to bring it back to the market. So you acquired the name then and the brand. Yeah, I acquired the trademark uh, about four years ago. Was it at that point defunct? Did no one it have it? It was actually defunct. No one had it. You just found it. It was like, it was like uh, what do you call it, those traveling, uh, when they have the antique shows, you know? And like, oh, here, this is worth $2 million. You know? Oh, Roadshow like, Antique yeah, yeah. yeah. Roadshow? Yeah. So you just found like a piece of gold there. Pretty nobody, much. Yeah, very cool. And so now you own this name and you want to make it a brand. How did you start? What did you do? Well... As a retailer, I was going on trips with, uh, you know, Rocky Patel and different places. So I went to the Dominican several times, and I started uh, learning some about tobaccos. Uh, my goal was to try and create a blend of something that I thought would be successful in today's market. I fooled around with it for a few years, never really uh, just completed it. So I started working with uh, Dave Topper from Alec Bradley and Ralph Montero. And uh, they kind of took me under their wing and said, hey, let's get this done. Let's complete it. You know, you've been talking about it long enough. So we we put together some blends, uh, came up with some packaging and marketing, and uh, just kind of launched it slowly. And I, I was fortunate enough to uh, test market in my own stores for uh, about six months, uh, learned that people actually did like the blend, you know, as soon as I got it in their hands, that which is the key, you know, getting it in people's hands and uh, – it started working, so I started uh, calling on friends from the industry to uh, get what, at the time, I was calling them courtesy orders. I'd call a guy like Abe or Herc Klotz in New York and say, hey, I'd love to get this on your shelf. Can you help me out? So i get it on the shelf. Uh, they'd get it into people's hands, the consumers, and uh, it started rolling and it started taking off. So with little or no uh, marketing budget, Wow. We kind of uh, just got it out there like that. Yeah, just basically uh, word of mouth and passing around on, on the street. Now, it's really unfortunate because Adam K is like one of your biggest fans. He's like, you had to get him on the show the week I'm out of town. Oh, yeah. He was really upset because when we bought in your cigars, they had actually loved your cigars. And, and, and 
had been getting them elsewhere from outside our stores before we right. brought them in. So they were elated uh, once we got them on, on the shelves. So you, you get the store, you get the cigars, you get it in people's hands. You're out there, you're making your own brand. Now you decide to make a second one. Yeah, we came out with a uh, second blend. You know, as you were talking in the earlier segment uh, about timing and when to put out more things and whether to do a limited release. And, you know, as a retailer, I sit back and I watch all these guys do all these projects. And you kind of get an idea of what might be successful and what's not. Uh, my goal was to have unique products but not copy anybody you know, everybody's kind of copying each other a There's little like bit. So many original ideas yeah. left, it's getting hard. So the goal to have medium-bodied, full-flavored cigars uh, was my goal. The The original blend was a six-country blend made in Honduras, and uh, we used a uh, Matafina wrapper from Brazil. So it had a real unique flavor and aroma. The second blend, I wanted to come out with something from Nicaragua that had a little more, uh, little more spice to it. When we did that, I... As we were blending the cigars, I realized it tastes a lot like everybody else's, and I couldn't come up with anything uh, that I, I knew would be unique. So we ended up using an Indonesian binder, which gave it a little sweetness. It kind of toned it down a little bit in the strength, but it, it had a lot of body and flavor uh, and a nice aroma. So came out with uh, the 1874 series, which is made in Nicaragua, and it was to commemorate the uh, year that Roger Sullivan started this brand. Wow. Now, your products, when, when I place an order, is it being shipped from New Hampshire, or is it being shipped out of a... Yeah, it's all warehoused and uh, distributed out of New Hampshire. Now, are you doing it out of your stores? Do you have a separate... Uh... I, have a, I have a separate warehouse. Uh, I've been a one-man band for three I, I, years. Listen, I know the feeling. That's why you know, you know I'm, the feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You know. I'm getting people on board now to help me because uh, it, the company grew slowly but surely, and uh, I started losing a little control because you're trying to do it all. You don't want things to fall through the cracks, and you're sending out samples and dealing with uh, brokers, and there's a lot of work. Yeah. So I actually hired a uh, a sales manager that works directly for me about three months ago. He's helping me with this process and uh, the growth, and uh, tapping into his experience uh, has really been helpful, and his organizational skills are really nice. goes a long way. It does. It's all about efficiency. I, I mean, I hear you. It, it really is. I can't imagine uh, that project. I mean, I you know we all kind of do it for our own stores, and a lot of us in the industry make proprietary brands or stuff that we sell to our stores. But then to take it to the level of to start shipping it and selling it to oh, everybody yeah. else, it's got to become a monstrosity. It's a big gamble, really. Uh, it's a roll of a dice. You p- produce a product that you hope everyone's going to like. You hope it isn't tim- too similar to somebody else's. You hope that uh, it might possibly work because who knows? And that people will come back and smoke it you know, again. The, we came out with the uh, the dog walker, which is a size of seven twenty four. One of my favorites, actually. And uh, it was basically a mistake. I made a Landra cigar, and it was uh, five inches by forty. I uh, didn't know the exact terminology, but I had asked for a uh, a shaggy foot, which my goal was to have the wrapper come over the end of the uh, cigar. So when you lit it. You would initially taste that wrapper, which is the signature of that blend. Well, when they came in, I had 10,000 cigars with a shaggy foot, but which really means... Uh, the binder and the filler came out from under yeah. the wrapper. So we took a cigar. We, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't want to release it with that blend because it didn't taste... You know, you're, you're four minutes of smoking without the wrapper, and uh, I, I couldn't do it. So we cut them all down, 
And so by mistake, we came out with a dog walker. Is that what happened? Amazing. I didn't even hear yeah. that story. But the, uh, the, you know, that name, it's a gamble, like I was saying. The name of it alone intrigued everyone and kind of took that little size off. Mm-hmm. Where I had it uh, right next to it was actually the Laundress, three quarters of an inch longer. Couldn't get anybody to look at it. So uh, a lot of it's, you know, creative marketing, and you just hope it works. Sometimes it's better to be lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luck is involved. <laughs> Kirk Kendall from 724 Cigars, folks. You're listening to Best of Meet Your Maker on Kiss My Ash Radio. Get your tickets for next week's Great Smoke. Log on to thegreatsmoke.com.